Hello and welcome to this episode of 10 Minutes on Councils and Climate Justice, a podcast from the Joint Public Issues team. My name is Hazel and I'm one of the JPIT interns this year and joining me today is Hannah, the Campaigns and Church Engagement Officer for JPIT. Um, so today we're talking about councils and climate justice and this might seem like an interesting route into climate justice. I know we've all been thinking about this a lot recently with the COP27 conference, with um, regular protests in London from just from Just Stop Oil and um, yeah, many other um, things going on around climate justice on a kind of national and international level. Um, but we really think that councils and local climate justice is an important route into um, engaging with the climate crisis. Um, so we have this amazing project, which we've been um, working on for a while called Net Zero in My Neighbourhood. Um, this project is to encourage churches and activists to get alongside and work with their councils on the issue of climate justice. We want to see local communities bringing about local change for the good of all of us and for the good of our world. Hannah, I wonder if you could start us off by letting us know about why councils are so important and why we should engage with them on this issue. So our local councils or our local authorities um, within our neighbourhoods are, are perhaps one of the kind of governing bodies that we come into contact with most often. You know, every time you wheel the bins out on bin day or every time you get on the bus um, or perhaps you send your kids to the local school, all of those things have consequences and kind of crossover with our local councils. And we don't often think about them having the power for the kind of big systemic change that we often talk about around climate justice but I think where the real potential is is that they've got really good opportunities to make practical and and kind of tangible difference in their local areas but also one of the really exciting things is it feels like the opportunities that councils have to make progress towards net zero overlap with a lot of the other issues that we've been talking about already so lots of the areas that councils have responsibility for whether it's transport waste housing in the local area and kind of local council buildings crossover with questions around things like the cost of living crisis. So if councils have responsibility for um, retrofitting at local council buildings or uh, council homes um, to increase the insulation and reduce the energy costs, that's really going to help people with, in the middle of a huge hike in energy prices. And it, it goes even further than that. Lots of councils also have the ability to kind of sign off on and approve new energy developments. Um, so I know in Telford, the Telford Council built a publicly owned solar farm, which saved more than 13,000 tonnes of CO2 and has generated over a million pounds worth in energy uh, for the council. So that's a really strong step towards a kind of practical move towards net zero that also has benefits across multiple areas. So I think that one of the really um, interesting areas around councils and climate justice is that crossover between uh, the opportunity to move to net zero in a way that also enables the flourishing of our communities in other aspects of life as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we can downplay the importance of councils and local authorities in our in our own lives and in our own experiences. And actually, there is such good news from this work. I think. Um, what is so great about net zero in my neighborhood is that um, we're getting alongside people that are already caring about these issues in a lot of places. Um, 
you know, most councils have already set net zero targets. That's 85% of councils um, have set a target year for reaching net zero emissions. And also the vast majority of those are lower than the government's target of 2050. So actually, it's not a case of trying to um, convince local authorities and councils that this is worth doing. It's a case of getting alongside them and supporting them to achieve those goals or perhaps, you know, reduce their um, target year that they're aiming for. Maybe they're aiming for 2040 and we could help them aim for 2030. Um, and, you know, these these benefits are really tangible to us. Um, uh, we all benefit from cheaper and better local public transport. Um, we all benefit from um, greater energy efficiency. We all benefit from um, better waste collection. All of these things are... Um, are things that could really make a difference to our um, lives on kind of a local level. Um, and I think our churches are a really important part of that as well. Mm. Um, when we look at that, actually, um, the benefits will come to our churches and our churches are uniquely placed in a lot of ways to um, interact with our councils, as I'm sure you'll agree, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the, the slight differences about this piece of work for us as JPIT than perhaps some of our other pieces of work. Often what we invite churches to do is to lobby or to raise issues with their elected representatives, whether that's councillors or whether that's with their MPs. And actually what we're asking churches to do here is to form partnerships with their local councils. Mm -hmm. And that's not new to our churches. Churches in their local communities are already in partnership with with different groups in so many ways, whether that's with the local um, youth group that uses the church, whether that's with the businesses down the road. We are used to forming good relationships for the benefit of the community. And I think that's a real strength that churches can bring into this into this movement, into this moment of kind of engaging with local councils. So what we're really asking churches to do is to think about not just what ask do I have to bring to the council, but what resources do we have to help this journey towards net zero be as just and as fair as possible? Mm -hmm. I think one of the really exciting opportunities is that churches are often quite good convening spaces for the local community. And if we really want our journey towards net zero to be one that brings everybody along with us, that has benefits for everyone, we need to make sure that everybody's voice is heard in that process. So actually what churches might be able to do is to host community conversations about what it would look like for these de decisions to be made, for these changes to be brought about um, in various areas that councils have responsibility for. And to bring in voices from different community areas, to bring in and make sure that voices are heard from, from marginalised groups, to be that space of connection. So I think what we're really um, seeing here is is an opportunity. Um, and for somebody who's been campaigning on climate justice for a number of years now, and I'm sure lots of people empathise with this, it doesn't feel like there's been much opportunity in the last few years. Yeah. It feels like we've kind of been kind of one step forward, two steps back in terms of moving forward on a national scale. This really feels like it, it opens doors. Um, and then we're not saying it's going to be easy. We're not saying that every council is ideal to work with and that churches have all the time and resource to do this. But actually, this is an area where we're seeing those opportunities, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important that we we do point out the fact that we know this isn't the only route to climate justice. Um, you know, we absolutely um this doesn't negate the importance of national and international and systemic change that that needs to happen in order to um yeah reduce global warming and um repair our world but this 
you know, national and international change isn't possible without local change. Um, and, you know, it's exciting to think about the fact that churches and individuals um, could be a huge part of bringing about this change. Um, mm. You know, I often think about how amazing it would be for the church, which is often thought of as behind on a lot of issues that are kind of prevalent in our world at the moment, could actually be at the forefront of making a real difference in our local communities. You know, that's um, that's an incredible opportunity for for showing our communities what what Christians are really all about mm. um, and actually yeah providing that convening space and providing that opportunity for discussion and um yeah opportunity to to make real change in our local community would be so um so amazing in a lot of ways um and it connects and yeah. in with the mission of lots of local churches as well yeah, doesn't it we're, absolutely so many of our churches are already on this journey themselves we're eco churches moving towards kind of bronze silver gold awards in the local church this is an opportunity for us to carry those values into the community to witness to why we believe that taking action for the climate is an important thing to do and why we believe that justice is a part of that conversation mm-hmm. and that's this is an opportunity to to connect in with people in the local area who also think that yeah. One of the great things about this area of work is that we are absolutely not starting from scratch. And there are some brilliant organisations already doing work on this. You know, mm-hmm. Friends of the Earth have groups right across the country where they're bringing together people who care about the same things. Again, it's an opportunity for partnership. This is an opportunity for us to join in and to be working on that kind of part of the puzzle of, of climate justice that is kind of right within our reach that is right kind of on the doorstep for us rather than kind of across the world in Egypt where we feel, might feel like we don't have a voice at COP27 or next year at COP28 like there's not this is a space where we can uh, we can see the difference and we can use our resources in a very tangible way to make that difference yeah absolutely um you know this could be this could be a real example of long-term change on a on a local level um yeah and like you say there have been plenty of wins already you don't have to look very far to find um stories of councils or individuals working to to achieve these goals um and Hannah you mentioned um friends of the earth um if you want to um get involved with net zero in my neighborhood um you can find all of our resources on the website including um kind of links to friends of the earth's work around um council um scorecards which will tell you um kind of how well your council is doing at the moment it's really easy to find out um the the changes that you could make and that you could be part of um and we've got uh, a workshop resource which we're setting up and um, there the, those resources will be on the website in the new year and um, you can either book a speaker or perhaps run the workshop yourself and this is just really a way of um encouraging your church or your your community to get involved um, with Net Zero My Neighbourhood, but to get involved with and um, engaging with your council um, on a local level on these issues. Um, yeah, please do go join our mailing list um, at the website if you would like to hear more about that as they come out. So I think that wraps us up on this episode of 10 Minutes On. For more from the Joint Public Issues team, go to our website at jpit.uk. That's jpit.uk. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it around. Thank you for listening.